with your feelings, right? So you remember the first time you held her hand? Yeah, or you gazed into his eyes? Yeah, you got kind of the goosebumpy thing going on. Is that true? You better say yes if they're sitting next to you, okay? <laughs> this is where you nod your head and say, I'm doing some good things for you tonight. That's helping you out there, okay? Yeah, so goosebumps, right? They, and they get, they get associated uh, with our feelings. And, and we do the same thing, uh, and culture does the same thing when it comes to, to God, that we get confused about how we understand God in relationship to our feelings. And, and the kind of the cultural thing uh, is to understand that somehow uh, we're supposed to always uh, feel the, the presence of God. You know, that God ought to be a God who just is always near and close, and, and I'm just always feeling, you know, this closeness and this presence, and I'm always feeling this power and this incredible love and compassion uh, of God, right? Uh, most often, it shows up for us when that's not happening, right? Uh, most often, we verbalize it on the negative side. We verbalize it and say, hey, I, I, I want to just feel God's presence, but, but I'm, I'm just not feeling it. And I just don't understand why God doesn't seem close or why God seems so far away, right? And, and so we get this false understanding uh, of this boost, goosebumps God that, that somehow uh, God is supposed to be uh, tied into and authenticated by virtue of our, our feelings. And that's just really not, uh, not biblical, right? Uh, now, we feel that way. It doesn't mean we don't feel that way, right? Uh, I suspect we've all had those experiences in our life where we've been in circumstances or situations where, you know, if you're a Christ follower, man, God just showed up and, and you're just like, wow, that was awesome. God was working, right? I mean, I've obviously had that in my ministry where I've been with people and, you know, in hospitals and all kinds of circumstances. And man, you just kind of, you're there and you just sense God's, God's presence and, and, and God is working. Uh, maybe you've had it in, in this room, right? Amen. Anybody had it in this room? I hope so. All raise your hands for me. I need an ego boost here a little bit. Help me out. Give me a little love. Yeah. But, uh, you know, right? And so there are times when we do feel that incredible power and presence uh, of God. But there's also times uh, when we don't, right? When, when God seems um, absent, when God seems uh, far away. Uh, if you've had that experience, and I suspect we, we all have, uh, you, you need to know something right up front. Uh, you're not alone. You're not alone. Right? That, that is part of the walk. That's part of the experience. Uh, but it's also part of the difficulty when we try to authenticate God based on our feelings. Because that's the way feelings are. Uh, feelings are going to come and go. And, and we're going to have the experiences in our life, even though we're walking with Christ, where, where at times God is going to feel uh, really distant. And, and we're not alone in that. All you got to do is go through the Psalms, right? Just take some time, wander through the Psalms. It is all over there, right? I just grabbed Psalm 143. It says, Come quickly, Lord, and answer me, for my depression deepens. Don't turn away from me. Be distant." Right or or I will die, and so this is not a new thing for God's people. It it is part of our walk; it's part of the reality. Uh, but we have to be careful that we don't define God uh, by that feeling, right? Because uh, reality for us is uh, our feelings don't dictate 
God ex- God's existence or God's presence or God's nearness, right? God, God's presence, God's nearness to us uh, is, is what he does. And, and he does that regardless of how we feel, right? I mean, we kind of get it flip, flipped around, right? In the vernacular, we, we kind of get it bass backwards, right? Can I, can I say that in church? Is that okay? I think I did. But we get it that way, right? We just get it, get it kind of balled up, you know, that no, wait, God's presence and God's activity and God's nearness is not dependent on our feelings. See, we, can, we try to elevate our feelings and we try to make it about us and that somehow if we don't feel God's presence, therefore God must not be present. It's just not the way it is. Why? Because feelings can't be trusted. Right? Feelings are, are not what we go with. Right? Why? Because feelings can be deceiving. Feelings change. Feelings come and go. How many times did you fall in love in junior high? Am I the only one? Right? Oh, she's the one. Oh, my God. Bible says, The human heart is the most deceitful of all things, and desperately wicked. Who really knows how bad it is? What did it just tell you? Yeah, you can't, you can't rely on your feelings when it comes to your relationship uh, with Christ. Because our feelings just aren't, that's just not the place. They're just not valid enough, right? Because they shift, they move, they change, and they come and they go, right? So our feelings don't dictate God's existence or nearness, right? Uh, the Bible says, remember this proverb, because we're going to really get to it later on too, but it says, those who trust their own insight are foolish, right? So if you're trusting your feelings, that's really kind of a, a foolish thing to do. The Bible knows, because they change, they move, they shift, right? So if you're trusting your feelings, not good. But anyone who walks in wisdom is safe. Wisdom is what you know. We're going to that, uh, get to that later. So for us, it's not relying on our feelings, right? But the reality is we're going to have those experiences where God does somehow feel distance. What do we do? How do we interpret? Why does that happen uh, in our lives as we walk uh, with Christ? Well, one thing is to understand that when we have that absence of feeling, it doesn't dictate God's presence, right? God is near regardless of how we feel uh, about that, right? What it does is it may show something about us. You see, what we know is, and we'll see it in some scripture, what we know is uh, God doesn't move. God is present. That's his promise. God doesn't move. If God doesn't move, then who does? We do, right? God doesn't change. God doesn't move. God's commitment to us is secure. He is present whether we feel that or don't feel that. The reality is God doesn't move, but we do. And so we have that feeling, that absence of God's presence, and we get overwhelmed by that feeling. We, we, we need to stop, pause, think, look, and examine, and say, wait, wait a minute. God doesn't move, so if I'm feeling this absence, what is influencing me that I somehow might have moved, that I somehow might have a barrier between me uh, and, and God, right? And that's often what it is. And often, 
that barrier is uh, wrapped up in the word sin. Quite often, we, we feel that absence of God because we've allowed something else to come in and wrap us up, and that wrapping us up sin is creating a barrier, a distance between us and God. Sometimes it's a sin that we wrap ourselves up in of, of action, something we like, something we hold on to. Sometimes it's disobedience, right? Sometimes it's because we're not stepping into what God wants us to do. We're not stepping into where God wants us to grow as, as a Christ follower. So sometimes it's something we just get comfy with and we, we hang on to that we know is contrary to God. Sometimes it's just resisting stepping into what God wants us to do. Whenever we do that, it creates this distance and this barrier, right? So let, let me illustrate that. Now, Pastor Andrew, when he does these things, he gets to do big things with, you know, blocks of ice and all this bags of ice stuff. You know what I get? My blankie. I get my blankie, okay? This is my blankie, okay? Just so you know. So at home, I, this is my blankie that I, when I get cold and I just wrap myself up and cuddle up in, uh, right? And hopefully I'm not alone in that. But anyway, I cuddle, we won't go there. But I cuddle up in, in my blankie because my blankie keeps me warm and secure, and I like my blankie, right? Now, here's the problem. Sometimes we, we feel this absence of God because we have a, a sin in our lives, right? Something contrary to God, but we like it. We, we want to hold on to it. And so what we do is we just kind of wrap up in it, right? We just kind of wrap up in it, right? Or, or sometimes it's that there's something that God is challenging us to do, to grow in our faith, to be more obedient, to follow in His Word and His will, right? But we know it's going to mean sacrifice. We, we know it's a big challenge for us. We know it's something He's calling us to step into, but we just don't want to do it. And so we just don't, and we wrap ourselves up in that disobedience, Right? And the trouble is, it feels good for us, but it creates a barrier between us and God. And God doesn't feel the same, right? I'm all wrapped up in my blankie, and it, and it, and it feels good, right? But when, when I go to feel the altar here, the presence of God, when I go to feel that, guess what? It, it doesn't feel authentic. What do I feel instead? My blankie, right? What I feel is the blankie. What I don't feel is the authenticness of the altar itself. If I didn't have the barrier, what would I feel? I would feel it authentically, reality, what it really is. But when I wrap myself up in this stuff and I don't let go of this stuff, then I get a false feeling. There's a barrier. Sometimes... Sometimes, when you're, when you're feeling this absence of God, you've you got to stop, pause, and just look at your life and say, wait, wait, wait a minute. Am, am I wrapping myself up in, in a sin? Am I wrapping myself up in something uh, or not doing something that God wants me to do? And is that what's creating the barrier and the distance between me and God? You get it? Not like bags of ice, I know. But hopefully... It gets you, nonetheless, you know my blankie. Right? And so that's, that's the way it works, right? For, for John, in the Gospel of John, 
uh, you know, folks are in front of Jesus, and, and, and they kind of want to believe, but there's a distance. And, and so they, they want to have a sign, right? Well, the sign, you know, just prove it to us, Jesus. Do something. Prove it to us. Well, no, he is who he is, regardless of the sign, right? Uh, and, and the same way with God. God's presence is, is what he does. It is who he is. It's his promise to us. And we're the ones that shift uh, and move. Paul is talking uh, in Athens to, to uh, the folks there, and uh, uh, he, he says, listen, his purpose was for the nations to seek after God and perhaps feel their way toward him and find him, though he is not far from any one of us, right? He's not far. That's the truth. He's close. He's near. That's his promise. That's his commitment. The problem for us is how we feel, how we feel and what's what barrier, what's blocking, what do we put in the way of that authentic presence of God uh, in our life, right? Uh, Paul says, listen, once you were far away, look down at the bottom, once you were far away from God, but now you've been brought near to him through the blood of Christ. We've got to be careful that we just don't move far away. If we move far away, then we're going to feel that absence. And often it's because some sin is working in our life. The final proof of that? The final final proof of that is what happened on the cross. Right? Jesus is on the cross and he is dying for what? For our sins, right? He has the weight of all the sin of all humanity that ever was, is, and will be, right? He has the weight of all of that sin wrapped up on him as he's on the cross. And what does he feel in that moment? My God, my God, why have you... Right? He feels the absence. And yet, can you think of and name another place in the Bible where it is more clear that God is present and God is working than right at that place? And yet, what's existing? A feeling and a sense of absence. God hasn't moved. God is clearly there. God is clearly working. And yet, the sin has caused a sense of absence. If you're not feeling it, you need to pause, stop, examine, look, and ask, have I moved? Am I wrapping myself up in something? Sometimes uh, we get that absence feeling because we get this false concept of this goosebumps God that somehow we think God ought to act according to our feelings and not according to his will. And that's just not true, right? The reality is God always acts according to his will. Doesn't mean he doesn't care about our feelings. Doesn't mean he doesn't know our feelings. Doesn't mean he's not in tune to our feelings. But his action and what he does is based on his sovereign will, right? And so you can see here the uh, Chronicles describes the greatness of God, the overwhelming power and glory and victory and majesty of God. Wealth and honor come from him alone. And you rule over everything. You see, God is going to rule according to his sovereign nature. And it's a false concept. It's a false idea. It's a false expectation on our part to think somehow God ought to rule according to what we feel. No, he's going to rule according to what is right, 
right? What is righteous? Uh, we know this, right? If you're already a Christ follower and you've been in tune to talking with Him and, and praying, uh, you know, and following Christ, you probably have prayed the Lord's Prayer, right? Amen. All of you done that? You realize what you're doing in that, right? So when you pray the Lord's Prayer, there is this phrase in there where it says, Thy will be done on earth as it is in what He just said. Don't do what I feel, <laughs> Right? God, don't act according to what I think or what I feel. Instead, God, you act according to what is right and what is good. You act according to your sovereign will. As you exercise that in heaven, exercise that now here in my life on earth. It's not about what I feel. You exercise your sovereign will. Because whatever your sovereign will is, is the best thing for me. Amen? So it's not about the goosebumps, God. It's not about the absence. It's about understanding the true God. And Scripture just reaffirms over and over again who the true God is. The true God is going to act according to His sovereign will, and He's going to act because He is close to us, whether we feel it or whether we don't feel it. Right? You get the psalmist saying, hey, I can, I can never escape your spirit. I, I can never get away from your presence. I, I go up to heaven, you're there, of course. I go down to the grave, you're there. I ride the wings of the morning. If I dwell in the farthest ocean, even there, your hand will guide me and your strength will support me. I could ask the darkness to hide me and the light around me to come night, but even in the darkness, I can't hide from you. What does he know? This is who God is. This is His commitment to you. This is His commitment to us. He is absolutely committed to be near and active in your life according to His sovereign will and the goodness of your life, regardless of how you feel. That's why for Christ followers, right, for those who are already walking with Jesus, we understand that when it comes to our feelings, it's really not about feelings. It is all about faith. Faith believes more than it feels. Right? Our feelings don't drive us, but our faith does. Our feelings don't determine how we see and understand the work and the presence of God, our faith does. Our faith goes beyond whatever we're feeling in the moment. And so Scripture can say, and God has given us His Spirit as proof that we live in Him and He is where? In... Would you agree that's pretty close? That's pretty close, right? Furthermore, we have seen with our own eyes, this is what we know, We've seen with our own eyes and now testify that the Father has sent His Son to be the Savior of the world. All who declare that Jesus is the Son of God, if you're a Christ follower, all who declare that Jesus is the Son of God, have God living where? That's pretty close. Pretty close. Having lived in them, and they live in God. We know, don't miss it, we know faith. This is what we know. Whether we feel it, whether we don't feel it, here's what we know, Right? This is what faith drives us to. We know how much God loves us, and we have put our trust in His love, not in our feelings. Because feelings move. What we trust is our faith. Our faith goes beyond 
our feelings. And we know the real God, not the goosebump God that doesn't exist, but the real God, He has made a commitment to us that when we open our lives and we surrender to Christ, he, he moves in and He has made a commitment to us. And that commitment says, I will never fail you and I will never abandon you. And we know that. And when we don't feel His closeness, when we don't feel that presence, it doesn't change His commitment. It doesn't change what our faith knows to be true. And so Scripture says it, it's, it's impossible to please God without faith, right? Anyone who wants to come to Him must believe that God exists and that He rewards those who sincerely seek Him. When we're in those positions and those moments where our feelings begin to take over and, and, and we don't feel that presence of God, those are moments when we need to step back and start examining our lives and say, wait a minute, is, is there something going on in my life that's creating a barrier, some sin that's going on in my life? And, and we stop and we examine and say, well, well, wait a minute, what do I know to be true about God? Well, I know God is absolutely committed to me. He showed that to me. In, in Jesus Christ. And so my faith drives me beyond my feelings, and I seek Him. I seek Him, even though I don't necessarily feel Him. And as we do that, Scripture would give us an encouragement that says, as you seek Him, you start by remembering. Right? You start by remembering. If you look at 1 Samuel, it says, Samuel then took a large stone and placed it between the towns of Mishpah and Jeshnah. He named it Ebenezer, which means the stone of help. For he said, up to this point, the Lord has helped us. A little side note for all you folks at Christmas time when we sing that hymn and you say, uh, Pastor, what the heck is an Ebenezer? That's it right there. Write this verse down. Pull it out next Christmas, Okay. This is what it is. And Ebenezer is a stone of remembrance. What, what is Samuel doing? Well, listen, when you don't feel God's presence, stop, pause, look at your life. Is there something you're wrapped up in, something you're not stepping into? Stop, pause, look at your life and say, wait, wait, wait a minute, I know who God is regardless of how I feel. I know what my faith says. And then remember Remember. Remember how God has been present in your life. Remember how God has worked in your life. Right? Remember how He has already proved to you and shown His faithfulness and His nearness in your life. Stop, pause, examine, and then remember as you begin to seek His nearness. Truth is, He hasn't moved. His commitment to you is still there. He hasn't moved. It's us. Jeremiah says, If you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. I will be found by you, says the Lord. I will end your captivity and restore your fortunes. I will gather you out of the nations where I sent you, and I'll bring you home again to your own land. What's he saying? If you don't feel, if you're in that, 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 that desolation, it's okay. We all do. You're not alone. But don't buy into the false goosebumps, God. Instead, stop, pause, examine your life. Look for something that may be a barrier. And then move beyond that barrier and start just believing. 
Claim your faith. Step into that faith and just trust the God who is. And remember, remember who he is. Remember what he's already done. And just keep seeking him. Amen, good? Let's pray. Father, thanks. Uh, Thanks that you are who you are. Uh, And...